Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for the new month of August, August the 1st, Sunday. And in this particular month, of course, we have right in the middle of the month, August the 15th, uh, the solemnity and feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary into heaven. And at the end, we have around August 29th, we have the beheading of John the Baptist, which gives us a uh, kind of good balanced view of the Christian life, that in the sacrifice, some people are called to even be martyrs, as they are right now around the world for the faith, rather than turning away from the Lord. Um, but also there is the ultimate glory of being with Almighty God, and where the Blessed Mother goes, she also prepares a place for us and intercedes for us throughout each day. So August is a very, very uh, important month, and it's filled with meaning for our continuing on our pilgrimage here on earth. We pray and we hope that one day we'll culminate in union with Almighty God. And so this morning, uh, in our reading, which comes from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 12, verses 13 through 21. Luke 12, 13 through 21. Uh, and it asks us, in its own way, uh, a rather uh, abrupt question, and perhaps a seeming inappropriate question. But is it really? And the question is, are you rich? Are you rich? And what prompts this is uh, someone in the crowd says to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to give me my share of our inheritance. It's not an unfamiliar thing. Unfortunately, we know many families who are involved in uh, squabbling over the remains of the remains of the person who has died, may not have left a will, or the will is contested. And there's all kind of family strife over these possessions, over these things that were left behind, accusations of unfairness, favoritism, and the like, even manipulation, and uh, perhaps in some instances, uh, downright uh, immoral thievery as people uh, battle. Families are divided no longer speak to each other, over things and stuff. And we know that too sadly. Uh, perhaps that's happened to us, and perhaps uh, we know loved ones and friends whom this is not an unfamiliar occurrence. And Jesus says to this man, friend, who has set me up as your judge or arbiter? Uh, who am I? to be settling these kinds of family squabbles. Uh, Jesus then says to the crowd, avoid greed in all its forms. A man may be wealthy, but his possessions do not guarantee him life. That is a magnificent uh, uh, words of Jesus for the living of our daily life. Someone asks a person, 
Are you rich? Are you wealthy? They may immediately begin to think of their bank account, their possessions, their 401k plan, uh, all of the things that they have accumulated over the course of a lifetime. Uh, and let's say all very honestly and fairly. Uh, does that really define a person? Does our having define our being? Uh, does our having the abundance or lack thereof of possessions, does that define the kind of person we are, the quality of the life we are living and have lived? Um, what happens then if a person has very little? Do they count for little? The person who has more, do they count for more? According to the world, the answer would be yes. But Jesus, Jesus tells a parable, tells a parable which challenges that view. And he says there was a rich man who had a good harvest. He had a good year. The stock market was good to him. And he asked himself, he said, I have no place to store my harvest. Uh, he's got all of this stuff, all of this wealth, all of these possessions. But now he's got a problem. And that's the way it is. When you have a lot of stuff, where do you put it? How do you keep it safe? How do you get it to grow? Because there's always more you could have. And so anxiety, a certain insecurity and fear come into play. So now he's got to figure out what to do with all this stuff. Because it's been a good year. He says, uh, I know what I'll do. I'll pull down my grain bins and build larger ones. All my grain and my goods will go there. In other words, before he got this good harvest, it was fine. But now that he has this good harvest, he has to store it, has to keep it to himself. He has to lock it up and make sure it's safe and secure. So what was once good is now torn down. What's once satisfied him and fulfilled its function is now uh, obsolete and it has to be done away with. So there's a constant moving, a constant changing. There's no sense of uh, tranquility or settlement there. And he says, uh, after he does all of that, he says, then I will say to myself, you have blessings in reserve for years to come. He becomes complacent. He's satisfied. He's self-satisfied. After all, he's insulated now. He's protected. No matter the winds and waves and turbulence of change, he will be secure. We hear people talk about all that all the time. Are you secure about your future? Uh, do you have enough of a nest egg? Is your retirement going to see you through? Is your money going to outlive you? Or heaven forbid, you outlive your money. Then you'll be dependent upon the kindness of strangers. And sometimes the only thing worse than the kindness of strangers is the kindness of relatives. And he says, you know what I'll do? Now that I have all this stuff, 
I'll eat heartily and drink well. I'll enjoy myself. That's what I'll do. In other words, I'm now going to kick back and live a life of ease. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life shall be required of you. To whom will all this piled up wealth of yours go? Well, it will go to the relatives who will be fighting over the inheritance. As Jesus begins this parable, the man who comes up to him and, sa- and says, you know, tell my brother to give me my share of the inheritance. Uh, is he really wealthy? Or has he gained stuff and lost the relationship with his brother, with family members? Is that really worth trading? For some people it is. And they have their stuff. But they are no longer, they're no longer rich in the things that really matter. And Jesus says, that is the way it works with the man who grows rich for himself instead of growing rich in the sight of God. And there's a great deal of uh, absolute truth and wisdom to that, naturally. Do we grow rich in the ways of the world? And the great equalizer, death, will come and balance the books. Death comes for all, rich and poor, famous and unknown, small and large. Death is the great equalizer. It's the great democratic principle. That's one principle that does not discriminate. No matter how famous, powerful, rich, we have a certain number of days for all of us. And we know not the day of the hour. Only God knows that. And so are we rich. In many ways, the secret is to die poor. And when you say that, people scratch their head and they walk away and they say, oh, another one of those crazy people. And what I mean by dying poor is that we go before the Lord with an empty bag as there was an empty crib to receive the child Jesus. There was an empty cross until Jesus was nailed to it. And when we go before the Lord with an empty bag of all of our possessions, because we have not simply lived for ourselves, but as we have been blessed, we bless others. We are generous to others. We are kind to others. As the Lord has given us and as we have received, so we are blessed to be able to give to those who are in need known and unknown, and many people do. And there's a great blessing to that. There's great peace. That is, we avoid being possessed by our possessions and being owned by the things we own. There is a peace to that, an inner tranquility, which you can't buy on the shopping channel or purchase through a Neiman Marcus catalog or in the show window, 
or any of those kinds of things. So, are you rich? That's a question that comes to us each and every day. And at the end of the day, when we look back on the day, we ought to ask ourselves, have I been richly blessed today in the ways of the Lord? Yes, I've made wise investments. Yes, it was a good day at the office. Yes, our business is growing. And that's all fine and good. But, but, it can never come without the other side of the ledger. Are we rich in God? God has blessed us each and every day with riches and blessings that cannot be purchased on a television channel or through a catalog. The finest show window can never begin to capture the richness and the blessings and the goodness of God. So each day that the Lord grants us, which is, which is itself a gift, let us ask ourselves at the end of each day, have I been rich today? Have I been rich only in the ways of the world? Or have I been rich in the ways of God? And have I used, as I have been blessed, all the things that I have received, not simply for myself, but also to give, as I have been given and have received? then we know that peace, that tranquility, which comes from being rich in God. God bless you.